Greetings and welcome to Modern Work. James Wills here with the inaugural season of a podcast in search of the secrets of the people who have the perfect gig. Those that are singing their own song, doing good work, and knowing it's really right for them. What do they know that the rest of us are missing? Or is there no secret at all? We podcast twice a month and hope to count on you as a listener. See the schedule at radio.webdocky.com. Today we join a conversation with Bob Freund. Like so many Norte Americanos, he has a foot in both the U.S. and Mexico. For the past 20 years, he has been operating a handmade textile importing business. Bob has worked to meld his passion for culture and craft into his preservation project with Tulane University. He also continues to offer an outlet for fine indigenous textiles via his website at mexicantextiles.com. Bob speaks frankly about his path in this world of modern work. Yeah, well, you know, basically the study that I've been working on never really stops. You know, I mean, it just keeps going and going and going. So, you know, actually, you know, I've got the textile business and I've got all the websites and Facebook pages that have to be supported. No, I know you put a lot of time into that. And so it's not really a job what you're doing. I mean, well, I've got the tech, the textile business itself is. Yeah, that's a it's an internet business, so it doesn't take up as much time as sitting in a store waiting for somebody to come by, but you know, it definitely takes takes time. Right, right. So, I guess it is a job. I mean, if you're earning money, that's how I've always looked at it. That's a job. When you get paid for what you're doing, yeah. But what's the attraction? I mean, why do you like these textiles? You know, everybody's got their own thing. It's easy enough to say, but... Well, it's, it's more, for me, it's more about the textiles representing a piece of history and culture that um, is being obscured by time. You know, it's disappearing modern world but when i you know so my idea about putting these textiles out there is so that people can have a piece of this vanishing culture um a lot of people don't look at it that way they just look at it as you know something that for their home others collect them you know and, and some people you know cut them up and make clothing out of them you know just they do all sorts of stuff with them but my point is that I'm, from my side, I'm helping the people that make these things preserve their culture and be able to stay up in the mountains rather than migrate to the city to clean somebody's toilets. Right. Um, yeah, no, so I, I mean, know that's, that's, that's good where work. I, come I mean, from. to keep the, you know, indigenous people, you know, engaged in traditional um, forms of art and handicraft is a good thing um you know carrying the history and the traditions forward and all that um right but it also helps me because it rolls the money rolls into being able to sit back and work on the textile study itself it's partial you know i mean the money that comes in from that right textile sales you know as part of making the textile study better. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about the textile study. 
Okay, well, the textile study started long ago when I became a textile collector um, in the 1970s. It was a handicraft fire in Mexico, and so the study began around 2000 when I started. I went to Mexico after I pulled the plug on um, CompuMotor and went to Mexico to document the textiles, you know, village by village going and making sure that the textile that I had was from the village that I thought it was from. And after I started doing that, I realized that, wow, there's a lot of other stuff here that I'm not gonna get because I can't afford a textile. So I'm just gonna take pictures of the people wearing these textiles in their village setting, um, you know, with their surroundings, the churches and their homes and their festivals, if I can get to them kitchens, whatever I could get, you know, during right, the visit. Right. And then and then um, you know, with your help we started the the Mexican textile website, which right. was basically the the all the information that I gathered over the next ten or fifteen years went into that textile study. Yeah. It's really a little off my subject. You know, what I'm what I'm wondering here is, why do you like to do what you do? I, I get the, you like the native Mesoamerican cultures and feel the need to document and preserve their heritage, and that's a good thing. So that's your primary motivation behind right. the whole thing, right? Pretty much, yeah, I'd say so. And so... Plus, it's an adventure. It's an adventure. It's you're getting to do something you want to do. You know, I mean, it's like... It's not like somebody says, oh, you know, at the point of a gun, go up in those mountains and risk your life to document these people. Um, you know, once I got up there, I started trying to help the collectives sell their stuff. And yeah, right. uh, that's, how the, that's how the textile business began, basically. This episode of Modern Work is brought to you by My Right Career. That's Don Lundgren's system to help students determine and verify what is truly their right careers. It is deceptively simple wisdom approached from a pragmatic point of view. Follow the link on our companion website. From the collection and the business went hand in hand, really. Yeah, it helps support it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it wouldn't have happened if... Well, I mean, I would have kept going. It just wouldn't have been as good without the money coming in from the textile. What kind of things would you say to... Because I'm still trying to go back to my other subject, the nature of work, you know? I mean, what would you say to younger people about how to find something that's going to satisfy them? Well, I, I would say that know yourself, who you are and what excites you about the future. You know, if, is it success in terms of money? Then, you know, then you have to look at that. Being right. a success is, or if being a social positive force in the world is something that's more important than say, earning a lot of money, um, then look at that. But know yourself, you know, because I think a lot of people just kind of fall in where they, whatever's convenient. But I, knowing yourself, I think, is really important. You know, when I look at what I did um, as a, you know, a cost reduction engineer and, um, you know, as a customs product manager and all the other jobs that I had before I went and did this project, the, um, I was doing 
things that fit my personality, that didn't go outside of who I was. I didn't have to invent things about myself and later justify them. I just became the task at hand. And that was a that was in part good management on the part of my boss, but uh, it was also something that, you know, when I It brought you a lot of satisfaction do, with the job too. Yeah, you have to have you have to set yourself so that I mean you don't want to wake up every morning thinking Oh my God! I got to go into work again. Yeah, you know, right. that can happen. If, <laughs> right, right. You know, yeah. but the idea that if you know who you are, you know what you want for yourself in life. You know, in a very general sense. You know, it's it, you know if, if success is what drives you, then you better pick a career that's going to give you an opportunity um, to succeed. If succeeding means making a lot of money then, you know, go where where you think that's going to be. You may change your mind later. You know, I originally started out in one thing, and then I went over into the engineering side of things, and then I came back to the history side of things later after I retired. I see. Well, you know, that's pretty good stuff, Bob. Specifically, unless you really think about it, you know, like you almost have to have like a way to create a decision tree about it. What was that guy's code? The Apple guy that Steve Jobs and this other guy founded Apple and he said, I don't want to do this. I'm going to be a teacher. Yeah, right. That's obvious. I mean, people got to follow their own calling, you know, and they got to figure out what that is. That's sort of the... A lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know. They have to really, you have to work at it. I, I really, really had an aptitude for accounting. I had an enormous aptitude for accounting. Yeah. And, um, and I started down that path, and then I realized, wait a second, I don't want to do this. I'm not. Too, I'm way too active for this, and so that's when I went into liberal arts. But um, you know, it's you got to know who you are. Yeah. Right. Right. No, that's that's you know definitely one of the. And that I mean that's what this that's what that program's all about is like taking these tests and trying to figure out who you what you want to do, right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Thanks for listening. James Wills again, signing off on this edition of Modern Work, a podcast series devoted to the proposition that if you have the right job, it won't feel like work. By the way, subscribe to our podcast or visit us on our companion site at radio.webdocky.com.